Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sexpert Talks podcast. And today's guest is somebody so powerful and beautiful that I'm so excited to introduce to you. We are going to talk today with Nika Carly, who is an erotic muse. She's a, a very powerful woman that, woman that has inspired so many of us with her very embodied wildness. And I am so looking forward for her to, to be our guest in this session. Welcome, Nika. Thank you so much. <laughs> so excited to be with you. Oh, I'm so happy that you're here too. So um, one of the first things that attracted me to Nika uh, was her approach to the wild and the primal in a very embodied way. Uh, she speaks usually about this, uh, bringing it to your body, becoming that, that presence, that primal energy. And that's why I was looking forward to having her here. And I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about what the wild means, because I think that that is a term that is starting to be mainstream but not necessarily means the same to everybody <laughs> yeah I, I love i love this invitation because it doesn't have to mean the same to everyone right like everybody can have their own experience and and that's one of the that's one of the maybe like uh, integral pieces of the wild is like we get to define it for ourselves so it is this the space of reclaiming and and remembrance of who you came here to be and what you came here to do and uh, a shedding of all of the layers and the masks and the the encodings that everyone has tried to place into you to tell you who you needed to be and how to move through the world and when we drop back into the wild it is there's this intrinsic uh welcoming of, of nature and cycles uh, of the elements, the directions, like everything comes, it's, it's almost like everything that we have fragmented in our life, it all gets to come back in, in, into this very deep homecoming. And then the way that we move and the way that we speak and the way that we create and the way that we make love, everything begins to shift and come into that rewilding, into that remembrance. Yeah. And so it, it, it can be different for everyone. And we get to determine and we get to say what it is for us. I yeah. love that. I love that mm. so much. Mm. And I love that particularly because um, I am seeing, I am noticing that there are these labels that are coming up about what it's supposed to be like a woman and what men are supposed to be like. Yeah. And women are supposed to surrender and to be this and to be the other. And mm -hmm. I love that the wild breaks from that, from that breaks from those yes. labels. Yes, absolutely. Like we get to, we get to say we all hold the masculine and the feminine. And when we're in the, the space where we're connected on that soul level and we are, have both of them integrated through our experience, then one might be ascendant in this, like today in this breath, you might feel like you're really in your feminine. The next breath, you might be really in your masculine. And the, the man woman thing that comes through is like we get to determine however it is that we desire to show up in our body, in our identity on any given day. Yeah. yeah. I love that just as you're speaking, I can see the energy moving through. You're, you're just moving. It, it's like 
you're literally moving with the wild. So, uh, and I know that you have a background of being a, a, a physical um, trainer, uh, of working literally with the physical body. Uh, I, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about what this connection with, with the body. Yeah. So my background is like decades of sports medicine and uh, like personal training and athletes and rehabilitation and yoga and just all of these pieces that really brought in the body, the mind, the, the energy that we have within ourselves. And then I began to shift like at what I was called to do all along, working with creators and bringing in this wild and bringing it home and going back into the primal. And I realized it was what I had been doing all along. And that's why it all felt like, oh, it was just like, um, I'm almost there, like almost into that, like full expression of how I was meant to serve and teach and create. And the body, we hold every, like, so our breath, the way that we move, whether you are, whether you're playing sports and you get injured and you have to learn how to retrust your body and you have to learn how to work with every layer, right? Like you can't just do rehab on your knee. You have to work with, okay, how is that trauma then living in your body? How is that expressing through your mind? How are you showing up in your relationships because you've lost this connection with your identity? Same thing different, but same way that we then work with when we are called to do this, this the thing that our soul is like, this is why you're here on this planet. And we're like, ah, but I can't. We go into the body. We go into the breath. We look at all of the emotional uh, stuck points. And I call like, um, it's like this energetic and emotional scar tissue that lays down just like a, a physical injury. We have all of these places in our body that all of the, the experiences and traumas, whether those are micro traumas or big T traumas, everything, it still lives in our body mind. And so we get to work with the breath and movement and expression and sound and creating with our bodies. And so it all plays together. And so the body, like this is, it's our temple that houses, right? Like it, it houses soul, it houses spirit, it houses the infinite and when we learn how to work with this, that's how we access, like every, we access the wilds, we access what we're here to do and all of the things. Yeah. Love it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hear also this connection to stories. I, and I know you're a storyteller. And mm -hmm. I know how the body tells a story. The body yes. knows the story. How do you weave yes. together this gift of stories and storytelling with yeah. the body, with the presence? <sighs> yes, I love that. Oh. So our body is all, like the way that we move through the world. We're telling a story. Right. When we walk into it, if you're walking into a cafe, the moment you step in, you're already telling a story. So the way that your energy is flowing through your body or the way that your energy has become stagnant and backed up uh, behind all of this, like the scar tissue 
it all tells a story. So if we have, um, if we have impediments due to like emotional stuff, uh, traumatic things, if it's things that we're still holding around habits in the way that we hold ourselves because it's been safer for us to kind of hide from the world, we're telling a story with the way that we move. And so our body, it is our greatest storyteller. And everything that gets passed down ancestrally, the uh, whether that is um, things that are, are, are asking and ready to be healed, whether that is like the joy and the bliss and the pleasure of, of, of having the, the, the ability to actually show up in a body and, and be here, it all tells a story. And so these stories get passed down. Some of them get passed down through um, things that need to heal, like trauma and traumatic retention that continues to show up. Some of it is systemic. Some of it is communal, right? Like things that show up in the communal body. And we get to we get to use our body, like use and fully access all of the our full range that we have inside of ourselves. And so then, as we drop into healing and we work with the breath, and we work with like, oh, okay, like, yeah, what is that thing that's living here? And we we speak with it, and we commune with it, and we drop into devotion with what our because our body offers us all of this stuff up, it offers it up to work with, right? To, to process and to integrate. And so we then get to say, okay, so what is, what is this story, right? Like, what is the story that's living here? And how is it asking me to, to use it for the greater good, for the, the highest good of all involved? How is it asking me to, to use this story and create Ate something through it for our own individual healing. Um, so, like the body, it um, like I sometimes like I I'll, I'll call, I'm like I'm like I'm a body poet, right? Because we we speak poetry. Like I believe everyone is a body poet. We just maybe aren't doing it consciously, right? But we're telling these stories. We're we're dropping lines and bars with the way that we move and the way that we speak. Everything is poetry. And so when we drop into that, into this healing and this remembrance, and we are able to like fully access what our body is offering up that changes the story that we're sharing with the world mm. and then and then then we change like the whole world right like because we're all changing our stories yeah. I, I love how you how you put it all together and mm. for me that's one of the greatest gifts that that <laughs> that i'm getting uh, from you how you weave the whole story together how you could with the the stories, the trauma, the pain, the scar tissue, yes. the movement, and yes. create something beautiful and healing through that. Yes. And I, um, I mean, I know I have worked with you. I have I have seen you in action, but <laughs> if somebody that is just like listening to this podcast yeah listens to this and and says okay wait a minute my body's telling me a story how can i know what the story is lying there uh, yeah. how can i how can i get in touch with that that it's, yeah. it's going on in my body what yeah what this person yeah hmm. it's like we everything kind of begins and ends with the breath, right? Like the breath is, the breath is life force energy. And in so many traditions and lineages, um, ancient and modern, like when we are able to work with the breath, the breath is life and the breath allow it. It's like, um, the breath becomes this, 
this transit, like this, this mode of transit for whatever is in our body. And so I, I talk about like we excavate whatever is happening in our body. So we use our breath to excavate whatever is there. And so if there's something, right, and there's like, okay, like you might notice at first, you might notice that there is some sort of a feeling or an emotion that's showing up. So feeling like, I don't feel like doing this or, oh my God, I'm, I'm feeling like, oh, like I'm feeling like maybe I shouldn't or feeling like this, right? And then, okay, so that, or we like, you can track that into an emotion or maybe the emotion shows up. The emotion like, I'm feeling so much joy right now or, oh, like so much fear. And like, you're like, what is that? And so very often it shows up something like that first. And then you get to like, okay, whoa, instead of going into reactivity and making a choice or talking to someone else from this place of a trigger or a charge around a situation, you're like, oh, I'm afraid. And then I, I like take that on on the other person or I try to process on the other person. Instead, we get to drop that into our body and like pause. And so you drop into your breath and it becomes an invitation, right? An invitation into inquiry. And you're like, okay, so where is that? And maybe it's just like in your, in your, your left breast or your, your left chest area. And you're like, okay, Ooh, what, what does that feel like? And we, we drop into the sensation of it, right? So the feelings and the emotions, they have a sensation. Okay. So this is, let's say it's fear. Okay. And it's in my like, Oh, what is that? Like, it feels like a stabbing or like numbness, or it feels like an energetic, like tingling, Okay, great. And so then we start to talk with it. We drop into communion with that part of our body. What are you here to show me? What do you need me to know? What is it that you need from me to support you to feel safe? And then we allow ourselves after that, like we, as we work with this, and it doesn't always happen in one session, right? Like one, one time of sitting down, but we cultivate a practice of listening of listening to our body and what our body is offering up to us. And then we, we begin to create a life where our actions become so embodied and aligned with what our body and our soul as housed in our body is offering up to us that clarity becomes more available to us. Um, Peace becomes more available to us. Connection with others becomes more available to us. Communion with others, right? So it begins in us because uh, how can we commune with another if we can't even commune with ourselves? And so then our relationships begin to shift. Our sex life, our our, our access to God consciousness and spiritual connection and every, everything begins to shift. And so it's noticing, right? Like it's slowing down enough that you can notice dropping into your breath, using that breath, like slow your breath down. Okay, right, find it, locate it, excavate it in your body, and then start to commune with it. And then allowing whatever comes through from your listening, from your presence, accepting it, right, without trying to change it or wish it was something else. And then you begin to shift the way that you show up in your body, in your life, in your relationships, from from being in that communion and, and allowing it to be a space of devotion, right? Like with your body and whatever it is that you find. I love that because usually the approach is to ignore the body, right? Yes, yes. Feel, uh, yeah. <laughs> and forget the body, get out, yeah. get out of the body, focus yeah. on quieting your mind, your thoughts, yes. and forgetting yeah. your body. And that, that has been the approach for a long time. Yeah. And that feels kind of bypassing the yeah. biggest wisdom that we have, which is yeah. 
always and all the time inside of us. Yes. Yeah. There's such a vilification of the body that it becomes almost um, this like aversion to even dropping into your body and feeling whatever is there. And so we think we have to operate from the head up, right? And we cut off all of that wisdom. Yeah. And even worse if it comes to sexuality, right? Anything that right. is from the waist down, it's oh yeah, forbidden area. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like ignore that. It's bad or it's dirty. Uh, it's disgusting. Whether it's your own body or your partner's body, and then we have this disconnect or even a disassociation from our own like our, this is like creative life for us. This is where we are, like where we earth and root and ground. Like this is how we take action and, and, and feel into our own sovereignty. And so we cut that, we cut that off. Yeah. Hmm. For me, the interesting part is that we kind of knew it in our, in, in our, all these traditions, right? Yeah. Like, oh, if yeah. you go back, like, I, I am Mexican and part Lebanese, and we have a lot of hip movements and a lot of coming mm-hmm. and moving the feet. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. And I know that you, you come from that, from that tribal, powerful yeah. tradition as well. Yeah. And that's somehow something that we, I mean, we as a, as a collective have been trying to move aside in order yes. to align to this Western civilization. Yes. And that we have been losing the wisdom that we have been carrying for a longer time. Yeah, yeah. There's, there is a very, when, when we drop into ancestral and indigenous wisdom, um, there is a lot, like you mentioned, in the hips, right? There is a lot of movement and uh, groundedness and connection, right? That, that, and it's like the, the cradle of life, right? Is, is our pelvis. And there was so much like rooted um, practices, even um, uh, like recalibration practices, like to work with our nervous system, to work on communal trauma healing, everything. Like we got down into our hips, into our pelvis, into our thighs. There was this very deep connection, uh, even in community, like movement that happened uh, where it didn't like have to be sex, but it could also be sexual. Like, and it, but it was, it was sovereign like all around. And then our sexuality was birthed from this very earthy, rooted, grounded place where it was sacred. It wasn't separate from, from sacredness, right? It, it, was, it was one in the same. Yeah. I love that because, I mean, in my case, I, I can say I just start listening to certain rhythms and my, my hips start just moving, right? It's just like, yes, it, yes. It's natural to, to yeah, me. Yeah, like, like, oh. something there that, that was. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that, 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 um, that takes me to this, to this topic that I wanted to, to discuss with you. The, mm-hmm. uh, how as women that are um, not women of color, I, I have an issue with the, with the term BIPOC because I'm like, it's like, I, I don't like like labels in, in, in <laughs> but well, it, it, having to use one, right? Like, like women of color, uh, 
we're having a moment in which we're reclaiming our space. And I have found that it's kind of harder yeah. because a white woman and a woman of color can be saying exactly the same and people are going to listen to the white woman mm -hmm. and are going to put her in a pedestal and say, wow, look at how wise she is. Yeah. And we say, hey, that came from my lineage. That came from the knowledge we already had and we are giving you, right? So yeah. it's yes. kind of um, a reclamation. Yes, of our space and our wisdom and our, and our that that part that comes from our blood that we that that yeah. natural movement that for us is so ours and I mean not to separate not to create not to create division but to to yeah. reclaim a space. How have you yes. experienced that? Yeah, there is when when a people become colonized like the the first thing that like one of the first things is to completely cut them off at the root to cut them off from tradition to make it um illegal and um like horrible things will happen if you practice your own traditions and so when we have children of children of children of children later right decades generations later from the people who have been cut off from their own roots there is a deep, deeply embodied and traumatic disconnection from the right, like from that that womb space, uh, energetic or physical womb, from hips, from our sexuality, from this like groundedness that allows us to 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 have a voice, that allows us to take a stand, that allows us to show up and for it to be fully seen. And one of the the big pieces for um, black indigenous women of color, right? Like labels and, but yes, right? Like um, non-white bodies that there is this space for, to look at the traumatic retention. So the trauma that has been passed down and then what is that residue that still lives in the bodies today that it was not safe for women of color to take a stand, to have a voice. We would be tortured and raped and murdered or have that happen to our children or our partners or our loved ones. There was this very deep thing that if you spoke up, if you had a voice, if you took a stand, if you took up space, it was not safe. And so one of the biggest pieces that I bring into my work and that I know a lot of other uh, women of color leaders and healers and guides bring into their work as well as white bodied um, teachers as, as well, that safety has to, it, it's, it's a fundamental piece that if you do not feel safe to fully step into who you came here to be, to, to step into the reclamation of that wisdom, that wisdom has also been, uh, been vilified. So our encoding is this internalized fear and racism around our own heritage. And so we have this disconnect and we're like, I can't step into that. I'm either going to be cast out by God, cast out by my family, cast out by civilization. I'm going, it's like, so we have these very deep things that are inside, living inside of our bodies that if we don't work with them, it's incredibly hard or a lot, it's harder for bodies of color to step into a role of being fully seen in their own power, in their own sovereignty, in their own sexuality until we create a foundation of safety with like internal and inherent safety for us to actually show up completely fully in our own lives. Mm. Yeah. 
Oh, and that's that's a healing journey on its own. Oh yeah, it's it's painful because it's yes. has, it has been ignored for so long. It's just like yeah. okay, get over it. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and society says get over it, right? Like, why aren't you fine? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Because I need to heal. It's just like the body. I need to yes. listen to my body. Yes. Yes. So, uh, and another part that I was actually discussing with with a sister uh, of color as well, it was like how uh, we are hurt when we glamorize ourselves to be accepted right like i see that yeah. as a mexican i have to wear the yeah. feather and the and the colorful dress and the, you know the in order to be seen oh yeah she's mexican now i can yeah. listen to her oh yeah <laughs> yes yes there's a deep fetishizing right by society of like oh oh you're mexican oh you're dominican oh you're you know um first nation whatever it is like this is how you have to appear in order for us to even see you yeah yeah that that's also painful right like, like yes. i don't feel comfortable wearing like feathers and wearing all the necklaces to make you know that i am mexican yeah this <laughs> is mexican it, it, without 10 right in sweatpants <laughs> i'm me in sweatpants without like the external trappings of whatever someone else says i need to be in order to be enough whatever it is yes for me that was one of the most important um reasons why i wanted to have you in this podcast because mm. i think it's so important that we women of color reclaim the stage yes. and say we have a wisdom Yes. that we want to share we have some we have a voice that we want yes. to share yes absolutely like that reclamation it not only empowers us as individuals but it takes us into that communal healing where where others see that like oh wow like it is safe. Like I can see that it's safe for someone else who maybe looks like me or has some ancestral lines similar to mine. Like, Oh, right. Okay. I, I can take that one more step forward. Like I can, I, I can, I can take a stand for who I am and have it be safe. Right. Like, because we, we don't really grow up seeing that as often. Yeah. That is so important. Representation matters so much. Absolutely. So Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's curious that the moment we hear and see another woman that resembles us, we get permission to exist. It's like right. hey, I am. You're <laughs> like, oh <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. It's incredibly powerful to to see on any stage, whether that is like leadership, whether that is seeing amazing sexuality in bodies of color or or relationships like whoa like look that partnership is possible for for you know people of color as well like this is amazing like safe like yeah it, it's yeah it's so good oh my god mm. it's so beautiful to be able to speak about this. Ah, <laughs> so amazing so much and i know you have a free program Online. Yes. For you yeah. to tell us a little about this program that people can access you through. 
Yeah. Oh, thank you. So it's, it's called scale your impact. It is, um, you can go to scaleyourimpact.co if you are interested in, in enrolling and it is a space for you to really drop into the primordial essence and remembrance and reintegration of the wilds and your most primal power and working with storytelling and archetypes like within your body, but in this really like ancient goddess way and yeah so it's yeah so scale your impact you can check it out at scaleyourimpact.co and yeah you can find me on insta if you have any questions but it's it's free it's it's deep it is a deep program it's not just like hey i'll i'll knock this out in 10 minutes like it's a full-on like omg like this is this is the depths of my soul type work so yeah, just just a heads up. You won't knock it out today. <laughs> I, I do know a sister that is working with your, working with your program. She didn't know yeah. about you, but she's going to be so happy when she oh. she hears we were speaking together and she awesome. was telling me how deeply transformed she she's been with your program. She was like, I didn't know that my that money and sensuality could be connected, and I didn't know how my body could be connected to this part. So. She yes. was telling me about that like a couple of times. Oh, <laughs> yay. Oh, thank you. Tell her like so much love and I'm so happy she's enjoying it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm going to add the link below um, so that people can access it. And so exciting to have you here. Thank you so, so, so much for this mm. time and for sharing your wisdom and your magic and your movement and your stories with us. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. Thank you. <laughs>